What's up, everybody? This is G. Marie, and this is Hip Hopology, a think tank for hip hop heads to collaborate and dialogue over the evolution, elevation, and isolation faced within the hip hop community from a hood scholarly perspective. So sit back, relax, as we kick it with some of the most dopest MCs, DJs, visual artists, B boys, and B girls, and many more. This is Hip Hop. Ology, ology, ology. Yo, yo, yo. What is up, everybody? This is G Marie coming to you live and in full effect with Hip Hop Ology. This is episode number four. Uh, yeah, episode number four. Cool. First and foremost, I would like to thank everybody for tuning in and for joining us here on Hip Hop Ology. Uh, the show has been going really, really well and we've been getting great reviews. So, again, thank you all so much for listening. I have not um, come up with the title for today's episode, which is pretty much every episode. I always come up with the title at the end. But uh, today I have a guest. I have um, an individual that I've been knowing for a very long time, but he's been knowing me even longer. And I didn't know that, but that's here nor there. Uh, we actually went to high school together and we also um, went to college together so we've been around each other for a while and um i i admire his work as an artist but i do not want to give away his introduction so without further ado i would like to welcome mr christian aka roscoe thank you for having me thank you for having me hello roscoe christian Roscoe, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like um, you have an alter ego. Christian is one person. Roscoe is another. But they but are. who who is Roscoe the artist? <laughs> there we go. Roscoe is a visual artist. So he does um, a lot of things that are both visually, both in front of the camera and behind the camera. He is a writer. He is a director. He is an actor. He is a cinematographer. He is a painter, he is a photographer, filmmaker, and an occasion a model. Oh wow, okay. Yes. Yeah, that's um, a new title. It, it kind of surprised me when you fell into modeling, but I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Might as well. If you know, don't don't ever limit yourself to just one thing. And I know you're always behind the camera, so it's interesting to you know, go from behind the lens and being in front. Absolutely. Which I don't know if that makes you nervous because it makes me nervous. Oh, it does. Yeah, I, I'm more used to um, working behind the camera now. So when I have to go back out and perform, I'm like, uh-uh, I'm good. I like hiding, you I'm know, behind my super artistry. goofy when I'm yeah. in front of the camera, especially when I have to model because I have to, you know, bite my tongue or put a piece of gum in my mouth because when I'm walking down the runway, I will bust out laughing mm. in front of everybody. Like, why y'all looking at me? Exactly. Okay, cool. Well, um, so we know Roscoe, but who is Christian? Ooh. Christian is a very quiet, you know, in, introverted guy. You know, I used to be a very, like, you know, troublemaker when I was younger, but I think I grew out of that when I got into high school. When I went to Detroit School of Arts. Um, I just became this quiet, you know, people watching type of guy. Mm, okay. You know, I, um, I still stay in a cut. You know, I don't bother nobody. Nobody really bothers me. And I just observe and I just you know, put out my artwork. I I honestly don't really like to have people like look at me. I rather people just look at my work, but it just so happens that it requires me to talk to people, you know, tell them about my work. And it's 
you know, sometimes I'd rather them just observe it just from, you know, hey, this is what it looks like. Hope you rock with it. If you don't, I understand. If you do, cool. Okay. Well, yeah, I remember um, Christian. I feel like Roscoe has kind of developed over the years oh, yeah. as far as, you know, your artistry and stuff. Like, I do feel like Roscoe is a whole nother person. <laughs> um, Christian is more of the introvert. I remember you being the quiet introvert. But um, I know if we're if we're around you long enough, you will talk. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you actually you talk a lot <laughs> when you when you're comfortable around people. So I've um I've learned that about you know both of your personalities. So, um, but Colette, let's get into the meat and the potatoes. So obviously, um, hip hopology, what I tell people it is, mm-hmm. it is the study of hip hop, but yes. it's um. It's a think tank for hip hop heads. We can collaborate and dialogue over the evolution, elevation, and isolation of hip hop um, from a hood scholarly perspective. So obviously, as an artist, you are one of the five elements of hip hop. Yes. And I don't like to just stick to like one type of person, you know, like a rapper or anything. Like I want to try to branch out and interview as many people, especially um, people within the arts and entertainment community here in Detroit. I feel like we aren't highlighted enough for our artistry and there's so many talented people here. Absolutely. Um, but that's a whole other conversation for a whole other day because I'm getting hot just even thinking about it. But, but um, so yeah, so let's talk about it. So, obviously, you love hip-hop and yes. hip-hop has, you know, influenced you in your artistry. So, if you could tell me, what are the five elements of hip-hop? Five elements are... Uh MCing, uh, beatboxing, uh, graffiti. It is. Uh, did I say MCing already? Mm-hmm. Um, dancing is one, and DJing. Right. Okay. So you mentioned the four, and then the fifth one. DJing. Nope. Beatboxing. beatboxing. Everybody has a different fifth element. Mm-hmm. Um, I've noticed this across the board. So, how did you come up with that fifth? element uh beatboxing is um it's i wouldn't necessarily say it started with um you know it just mainly comes with like freestyle Mm -hmm. you know i mean like growing up watching you know movies like crush groove and um you know movies like that it was like as soon as a person started like beatboxing like people would come in and you know spit their hot 16 you know doing their thing so i feel like that's like you know what i think of beatboxing is you know it's like one of the the pivotal you know moments in hip-hop to just like you know took it to the next level Mm. all right so when did you fall in love with hip-hop i fell in love with it i believe i was like i want to say three or four Mm -hmm. uh my mom and i were going to uh blockbuster (laughs) no that's uh you know that's how old i am i'm blockbuster old Mm. and she it was on the radio it was how do you want it by Tupac and I just I don't know it's just something about Casey and Jojo's part you know that just like stuck with me I couldn't say any of the words because you know I was young as hell but you know it was just like the beat you know everything about it it was just like I was in the background with my high-ass voice you know talking about honey honey oh lord yeah, yeah they, uh, Casey and JoJo, they got a... Ooh, yeah. Exactly. Uh, I don't know if it's the passion or the crack, but I, I love Casey <laughs> and JoJo. I'm, I'm not even going to hold you up. I love them. They are 
very passionate uh, solo singers. I got into a debate with a gentleman. Um, he asked me to pick between Boyz II Men and Jodeci. And I was like, that's like picking a Philly cheesesteak and a mayonnaise sandwich. I'm like, that's just, it's different. The struggle is different. The genre is different. Um, I feel like they're in different categories. And I love Boyz II Men. Yes, they are very passionate singers. And I've always loved them growing up. But Jodeci, there is this hood oh yeah hood soul it's that that jelly sandwich that you know yeah, the original type of soul. yeah it's just yeah. it's a real it's a it's a different kind of feeling when you listen to jodeci like you almost feel the struggle behind the um their voices like even though their voices and their music is intended to be sexy i still felt that um that hood love that's what it was it was a hood love there we go so i really wanted to know what that felt like versus you know the boys to men type of love. I'm <laughs> the sorry. Motown Philly. The, right, the Motown Philly let it snow. I it was too cheesy for me. It reminded <laughs> me of like a movie or some shit. Uh, so I felt like Jodeci's music, not saying boys to men's music wasn't as real, but I just think Jodeci, it was just more passion behind it. Absolutely. So, so yeah, so okay, cool. Well, um, who else are like your musical inspirations if you had to pick any? Cause I know you listen to music, you know, when you're in your mm-hmm. element. So um Whew, my musical inspirations. Um, I'd have to most definitely say um, uh, Princess One, absolutely. Uh, Miles is another mm. one. Um, Common is another one. Mm-hmm. That's like in my top three. He just um, came out with a book too. I gotta read that. Yeah. Um, man, I have to go with Most Deaf is another one. Yeah, Yasmin B. Yeah. You know he's banned from uh, Unfortunately. Yeah. Another day, another dollar. But yeah. <laughs> and um I'm gonna have to go with um this this is tough. This is tough. This is tough. Uh can I just put a can I pick a genre? I mean, honestly, it doesn't even have to be hip hop. It's whoever inspires you. I have to like go with like any neo soul artist. Absolutely. You yes. know, any neo soul, you know, from Joe Scott to Erica to we went to uh, go see Anderson Pack yesterday. You know, someone like him. You know, it's definitely um, even people from like the the un- uh, they had like one hit wonders like you know John L. You know, people like that. It's just like that neo soul vibe. Dwayne is another one. It's mm-hmm. just like you know, it gets you there. It takes you to that place that you need to be as far as if you're as far as with me with painting or even writing. Mm-hmm. You know, I just it just helps out okay well hey that's always a good selection i love um interviewing people and asking them like their musical inspirations because you know with hip-hop pretty much everything that is um pulled from hip-hop is pulled from different genres like blues and neo soul and and jazz and you Mm -hmm. know rock and roll so hip-hop is a plethora and a mixture um, of multiple things it isn't just like one thing so absolutely it's always you know refreshing to hear people just say oh you know it's not just hip-hop that's influenced me you know it's other genres of music mm-hmm. that has influenced me um and speaking of prince did you see my poster in my room <laughs> that's what yeah that's a discussion too um, no, that's my that's, that's my guy right there yeah we i've gotten into a debate with a couple of people but prince will always have my heart he's always absolutely. gonna be in my top so um, so yeah, so as an artist, so 
uh, I know that you know you have your musical inspiration, but yes. if you could describe your artistry, like what? Because I know it's not necessarily even in a category, but just mm-hmm. how would you describe your sound as an artist, a visual artist? Um, this is a word that um a lot of people you know say it say my work is like you know and it and it kind of culminates with me as well. It's uh I'd, I'd say different. Mm-hmm. You know, just put it in just one word, you know, just different. Because, you know, a lot of my art derives from, you know, pain. You know, it could be, you know, pain that I felt like re- that at that time or just pain from, you know, a long time ago. It's just, I go to a certain place and I express that in each of my pieces, whether mm-hmm. they're you know, mixed media, whether a, a painting, whether it's a drawing, you know, a drawing, or it's a photograph, or or even a film. You know, I just have to, you know, I psycho, you know, psychologically dig deep into my own psycho psychosis, and I just express whatever it is that's you know that comes out. Mm. And usually, it's just different from a lot of things that a lot of people haven't seen or have felt before. Mm. Well, that is, um, I've been to a couple of your shows and again, I'm just surprised at, uh, how you convey your artistry. It's so moving. Thank you. It's, uh, political. It's, um, it definitely breaks a lot of different stereotypes. Uh, matter of fact, there was a piece that you did on a young lady who was a breast cancer survivor yes and uh i'd always said that there are only certain people that i will allow to photograph myself in a way that is uh both liberating but also showcasing who i am as a person and to not feel subjected or even objectified and i always said that you were one of those people that i would have to work with because i just i can't fuck with too many people i don't trust too many people with my story um but of course we can get into that later i got you but uh but yes definitely uh if i if i ever have to like suggest any artist any videographer any photographer um especially with mixed media um i i always suggest roscoe as a person to work with because it's just it's not too many people that are going to tell your story um in a way that it needs to be told so he he definitely he respects people's you know artistry and people struggle but you know like you said your place your artistry is inspired from a place of pain so yes you can um identify with that but most importantly you respect it absolutely and, and not too many people you know respect other people's pains they see it as oh this is an opportunity for me to make money but absolutely. it's like the money will come yes but yes. at the same time how am i going to tell this person's story without um you know making them look crazy absolutely or without making them feel you know uncomfortable so so yeah so definitely when you have you know another art show coming up please you know let me know i'll definitely stay on there and, and of course I, I gotta apologize because he's had a couple of shows and i missed them and i've been so <laughs> busy no worries no worries uh yeah. the next one is probably gonna be in october oh good okay um, that's gonna be my second solo show okay so um I'm still trying to find the location and get the last few pieces together for okay. it. So it's most definitely going to be some time in October. Cool. Dope. Yep. And you just did, um, was it Trap Art? Yes. Not too long ago. So how did that go? Trap Art was cool. It was most definitely a, um, a great experience. Um, I was able to play around with this one 
you know, except for the, you know, secondly for my first time. My first time it was, uh, it was not as easy because it was, you know, pretty hands-on and, you know, not really a, um, a way for me to maneuver around it. It was like nothing's better than sex. So mm -hmm. it's pretty much cut and dry. But with this one, it was called Good Head. So I was able to, you know, play with that analogy and kind of use it as a double entendre. Mm. So this is like my way of showcasing what good head means to me. Mm. So it wasn't necessarily the uh, the more sexual way that a lot of people would be able to, you know, think of it. It was more along the lines of, um, you know, visually, it was, um, I'm going to mind fuck you. Good. In, good. You know, in the most nicest way possible. And a lot of people, walked away from uh, looking at my work and you know I've sold a few pieces and they just walked away just feeling different mm -hmm. and you know about you know some of the other artists that were there you know no disrespect to them but they were like you know okay I, I knew what I was going to expect from looking at their work from looking from their work I did not expect to see what I saw with yours mm. because it was just so different and yeah. it was like a breath of fresh air for a lot of people Good. And I mean, because you know, trap art, it, it has its set type of artistry. Absolutely. Um, obviously, it deals with, you know, sex, and there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, a lot of the art, it kind of looks the same. It doesn't yeah. really tell a story, and you can easily convey artistry through the art of mind fucking. And a lot of people don't realize that shit. Like, it, there's art to world stimulation. We don't mean Absolutely. like physical, you know, we mean like. <laughs> spiritual or intellectual absolutely you know stimulation so cool all right well uh i'm gonna actually change up a couple of the questions because you know you are in a slightly different field than okay. the people i've you know interviewed so this is gonna be a double header uh, -oh. uh normally we call this the hip-hop debate mm -hmm. but i'm gonna debate with you <laughs> okay <laughs> movie directors Mm -hmm. And painter. Okay. So we're gonna go with the painter first. Got it. If you had to choose between Basquiat or Picasso, mm. who would you choose? Basquiat. Okay. So uh, what made you go with Basquiat? Because Basquiat was more relatable to me. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, he was, um, like, I, I, I love Basquiat since, like, the first time I saw one of his pieces. It was just, like, it, it resonated with me. It was um, something that spoke to me. I mean, he didn't really, it was very abstract, very just surreal type of pieces. And it was just, like, he said so much in that little, you know, you know, negative space that he used for his work. Mm -hmm. And as far as, like, with Picasso... You know, you pretty much knew what you were going to get yeah, with Picasso. Yep. You know, it's just with Basquiat, there was the, you, the, um, expect the unexpected mm. is the best way to put it. Okay. You know. What about um, Vincent Van Gogh? Van Gogh, he, he mainly did more like self-portraits, you know, uh, and he was like crazy as fuck. But his work was, you know, very abstract as well like one of his fa one of his iconic pieces which is one of my favorites which is starry night mm -hmm. is you know i used to have like that as my screensaver for the longest but it's just like with vincent you know he talked about depression 
his own depression, but he was kind of like, you know, shafted because of it, you know, because at that time, depression, and it kind of still is to this day, was looked at as like, oh, you like need a to, disease or something. Absolutely. Yeah. You need to be, you know, you need to have a lobotomy. You need to be in a straitjacket. You need to be in all types of things. Like, you're basically a schizophrenic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Van Gogh was definitely seen as a crazy motherfucker. I mean, he cut his own ear off, but absolutely. people really knew the story behind Van Gogh and why um, he was, you know, in pain as long as he was in pain. You yes. know, that people understand his art a little bit better. And I finally, you know, did the research and actually mm-hmm. watched a movie on him. And it was, um, the movie was actually edited in like the Van Gogh painting type. I wanted of, to see that yeah, one. Yeah, it, it's really good. And it's sad because it's yeah. like, I didn't, I never, you know, knew that about Van Gogh. It's just, he was just always portrayed as this crazy man. Yeah. But then Malcolm X was too, but that's another story. Yep. It's a whole nother <laughs> one. <laughs> it's a whole nother yeah, one. That's a whole nother story. So, okay. So now I can move on. Um, Uh-oh. Spike Lee or John Singleton? Come on. Because, yeah, I already know. This is going to be a debate, but Spike Lee or John Singleton? Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to go with Spike because, you know, um, just off the strength of the fact that John Singleton is no longer with us. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to have to go with Spike just off the strength of because I just, I haven't finished it, but I'm on uh, She's Gotta Have It, this TV series. Oh, good. Okay. Dope as fuck. Um, Black Klansman was another one of my favorites. Uh, of course, the movie that actually made me want to be a filmmaker, which is Do the Right Thing. Really? Absolutely. Wow. Okay, yeah. mine was She's Gotta Have It, the film, before it, it even became a series. Please, baby, please, baby, yes. baby, baby, yes. please, please. You know? I was always intrigued with that because of her sexual liberation. Like, yep. the fact that she was a female, she was African-American female, and she didn't take any shit from any man, and she was very dominant. Um, Absolutely. Not only her, you know, relationships with her three lovers, mm-hmm. but she was also... Uh, dominant in her artistry yep. and during that time you know a woman that was that liberated was kind of frowned upon you know we were still somewhat living in an era where you know the woman cooked clean and did by her husband but she's like no i'm a working woman i make my own money i do my own shit and i fuck whoever i want to fuck if you got a problem with that then that's your you know that's that's on you so right. i definitely identify with uh no nolia darling nola <laughs> nola nolia Darling, there oh, we yeah, go. Nola Darling, um, and her character when Spike Lee first created the film in black and white, mm-hmm. and then I was so happy to hear about the series. I actually just finished uh, season two gonna, in one um, day. Don't judge me. Oh uh, no, it's fine. <laughs> um, I got a lot of shows that I got to finish watching. That's one of them. I got to finish watching or at least watch his uh, his movie that he did on Netflix as well. See you next. I see you yesterday. Yeah, I've, I've heard a lot of great reviews. Yeah. Um, I'm not ready for it. I need my tissue and my wine. Oh, it's all I, good. Yeah, I can't. I might, we might watch it tonight because I still got to finish watching uh, Ava Duvay's, DuVernay's show. Okay. Um, when They See Us. Oh, wow. I okay. saw the first episode and I was pissed, you know, so I got to, like wow. you, I got to be in the right mind yeah, right, frame for yeah, that. Yeah, my right frame. Okay. Well, I have one more. Okay. Belly or paid in full? Belly. As far as filmography, so, the lens, the camera lens, not the movie. But just how the artistry was portrayed. Belly. Thank you. Belly. Thank you. Because, I mean, that was Hype Williams' first movie. You know what I mean? And like, even though I was not old enough to see that movie, I snuck and saw it while my mom was asleep. And I, to this day, feel like that's 
like cinematography at his one of his, at his best because you never really saw a lot of the characters you always saw them in like blurred a little bit and then but you heard their voices mm -hmm. like at times you would see the person but not really but it was like either you would see them far away or if you was a close-up it would be like for a little bit it'd be mm -hmm. something that would also catch your eye and that to me is like great filmmaking i mean it took for in you know it's so, it's so slept on because you know, of course, people know it for you know the people that was in it. Yeah. But the cinematography and the lighting to me was like. Thank the you so why. much. Yeah. Like seriously, I um, I am eventually, and I, I haven't talked about this, but I do plan on getting into film mm -hmm. as well as beat making. Oh, for sure. Um, with my multimedia company, and the first thing I think the first reason why I fell in love with cinematography was because of Belly. Yep. That the first five minutes of that movie, the blue lighting, the lens, the slow motion, yep. this, the soul to soul acapella, and this is on like their album version. You can't even find this damn acapella version for whatever reason whatsoever. Man, that's when I was like, I've been trying to find it for the longest, and I'm mad as hell that I can't find you gotta it. Get the album. I have my uh, dance instructor has that album. Because they used the instrumental for a piece called Ibobo that was inspired by um, a Haitian instructor who yep. died during the uh, the blackout. Oh. So, yeah, it's it's a lot that goes into that song. But I loved how Hype Williams took this hip-hop story mm -hmm. and really made it his own. And it was... Um, in a way that nobody, you know, has seen before. Like even Absolutely. just Spike Lee, the fact that he names his movies, you know, a Spike Lee joint. Mm -hmm. But you also know uh, Spike Lee's uh, camera angles and cinematography. Like it's certain things that he does that you know, like okay, this is his signature uh, move. So I know that that's a Spike Lee movie. The Dolly move. Yep, the Dolly move. Absolutely. That that's his that's signature. Thing. So like, do you have a signature? I'm still trying to find it. Um, I feel like. Um, um, I try to, I, I wouldn't say bite, but I, um, I've referenced a lot of my favorite cinematographers, which one of them is uh, Spike Lee, which one of another one of it is uh, Hype Williams, and another one is um, like uh, Alfred Hitchcock. Mm. So he'll show you, you know, what's about to happen, and you know, the next scene is basically like the, you know, the. Um, like the stories, like he kind of goes in like the middle of the story, I think, and then goes to the beginning. That and um, he kind of shows you the danger, mm. you know, before it actually happens. So okay. you kind of like, as an audience member, you're like on edge, like, yo, this is about to happen. Get your shit together, like, mm -hmm. yo, you know, that's kind of what I try to do as far as with my suspense films that I've done or any horror films that I've done. It's like I'll show you what's about to happen, and you know, this it kind of you know gets you on the edge and gets you ready because you don't know necessarily what the you know the character in the film is going to do mm -hmm. so you, as an audience member you're like yelling at the screen talking to the screen you know like yo like this is about to happen get you know get out of there get out of there you know, type of stuff you did a film um it was some years well not some years ago but it was a couple of years ago mm -hmm. uh, can you talk a little bit about the inspiration behind that film like what, what it's about when we can find it which film was that oh shit <laughs> Me and Tanisha literally watched it on YouTube. Um, was it Homies? Yes, Homies. I'm about to say Boys. Homies. Yes. So, um, talk about that. Well, it, it, it pretty much uh, derived from just like um, watching a lot of uh, like cult classic, uh, you know, movies from like Boys in the Hood to Menace to Society to Juice, you know, movies like that. It's like we never really had a, a positive 
like movie like that in a while. Of the male image, the African American yes. male image on top of that. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I was like, I took it from a lot, you know, a little personal uh, history because uh, me and like my, one of my best friends, you know, we went to different colleges and for a minute there, I didn't know necessarily if we we're going to be friends after that because, you know, we were going to different high schools, we were going to different colleges. So it's just like, yeah, is our friendship still going to be as strong as it was? Because mm -hmm. we've been friends for, I say, 20 plus years now, you know, from cook school days. So, you know, I kind of took that and kind of ran with it and talked about, a, you know, a few Im issues that were prevalent still to this day in that as well kind of like put it into like a whole little melting pot and kind of told the story of homies like two kids growing up in Detroit who were about to graduate high school and didn't necessarily know whether or not they're going to be friends once they graduate so I add a little different elements in there from you know some of my favorite movies there's a key scene in there that I'm sure people a lot of people will you know feel that's familiar that's from juice you know I just kind of put my own little spin on it but it's just you know something that I just felt like that was needed it needed to be said it needed to be shown because a lot of the movies here in Detroit you know they don't really show the positive male image you know they were to talk about you know the stripper booty and everything like that thank you for saying it you thank know. you thank you and I feel like you know the movies that you're creating because I always say this there's a difference in being a Detroit artist and an mm -hmm. artist from Detroit. Absolutely. And um, especially for this show, I have I've only talked to people that are artists from Detroit. I cannot stress this enough. Um, we have a sound. Mm -hmm. We are the catalyst of not only the automobiles and Coney Island, but music primarily. Absolutely. Um, but there is a a Detroit sound that I feel that's in hip hop that's steering us away in a direction where we're leaning towards the lamb chops and stripper booties and cardies and i'm like there's more to detroit than just that and maybe Absolutely. if that's your life that's your life but yeah. there are detroiters like myself who grew up you know in downtown detroit i wasn't east i wasn't west so i didn't experience that aspect of detroit until i was older but there was a different detroit that i was able to experience as an artist yep. and as a creator and i feel like it's important to um I like those people Absolutely. and you're you know you're one of those people also so i feel like your project homies um you know th this is the artistry that we need to showcase you know in our you know movie theaters and stuff like i'm, I'm tired of seeing these like to be real with you, i'm tired of these fucking movies like the, the Detroit <laughs> movies i can't do it anymore For i'm sure. sorry I, I mean i get that you know people put their blood sweat and tears into this shit but it's to the point now where it's just it's cheesy yeah it's like it, it's like me picking between spike lee and tyler perry not saying that tyler perry isn't a, a good producer a good director um but i'm tired of medea i'm tired of that shit i'm Absolutely. glad he's retiring it i'm i'm good love enjoy but i feel like that's where we're leaning towards with you know a lot of the artistry here in detroit i, I just feel like there's more to detroit than the shit that we've been seeing absolutely you know i don't want that to be the ambassador of our city i don't i don't want that type of shit representing who we are because that's not who everybody is in detroit oh yeah so i feel like if we're going to put our city on the map then let's really put our city on the map if we're going to come out with a good film then you know let's let's do that let's do it you know absolutely. so you know it i i think if you hopefully if you ever have a chance i think you should you know redo a, um another like screening of that show. oh yeah absolutely I mean, okay, um I would love to do that, you know, um, because 
the difference between you know i wouldn't necessarily I, i'd say like you just said the difference between artists from detroit and detroit artists is um i don't want my film film to just be here mm -hmm. you know i want my film to be seen in other places i have the opportunity to showcase homies in harlem uh say about two three years ago mm -hmm. and I got nothing but rave reviews from it. And it was just like, yo, they've been texting me since I showed that film. Like, yo, when you come up with another project, we would love to have you. Like, you killed that shit. And it's like, to be as young as I am, you know, and to be able to have that type of recognition, you know, that just shows, you know, that's, that's love right there. You know what I mean? And I don't want to just, you know, think of it. I don't necessarily want to bad mouth them the people that are doing that mm -hmm. but it's just like there's more like you said there's more to it than that it's you know you have the opportunity why not use that that platform to put out films that you know that will put our put us on the map and not have us looking like we just you know all we do is strip and sell drugs exactly no we we're, it's more to us than you know that and i mean i i, I like i said maybe that's your story for Detroit, but I just wish people were more open to sharing the other side. Absolutely, you know, you know I mean, so. I, one of the films that I did back in when we was in in college, my senior year, I did a French film mm -hmm. called Infidelity. And how many brothers do you know is gonna have done French films? Nope. Not only just in general, just as far as me just being a black man, but in the city of Detroit. Nobody. Exactly. And Nobody. <laughs> See another Casey JoJo reference. That was, that's Keith Sweat. Nobody. It's Keith Sweat. I'm sorry. My fault. I'm thinking. Um, but it was just something that I wanted to do that was different. And I love foreign films to this day because you know they they don't hold back. You mm -hmm. know, a lot of them give you just amazing cinematography, amazing stories, and amazing visuals. Mm -hmm. And and I mean, and acting. And it's just like that's what I want to showcase. You know. You know, uh, with whatever little equipment that I have, I'm going to use that to the best of my ability to showcase my city in the right way possible, the best way possible. Whether it's a, a very fucked up story, or it's a very conscious story, or it's a horror movie, I just want you to see that there are other elements, other sides, other ways of looking at film. Yes, absolutely. I, um... Let me know when you uh, start working on that next project. Oh, it's, um, it's actually, I have a casting call for it uh, this Sunday. You do. Yes. You do. Yes. You do. I saw it. I saw the, I saw it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got to catch up with my own life, but yes. No, I it's all good. I definitely saw the casting call. So thank you. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for um, really, you know, putting the city back on the map in a way that, you know, lets people know first and foremost that. The African-American male is not, shouldn't be a target one. Two, um, there is more to the African-American male than what we see in the media. Absolutely. And three, um, the black man is still king, still smart, is still intellectual, and can still express things and not be seen as weak. Absolutely. You know, vulnerability is so important. And I feel like, you know, in the African-American community, especially with artistry, if anything, artistry should be the first place where we can be vulnerable. But at times we can't. Absolutely. Because, you know, we're seen as weak. But is hip hop dead? <laughs> Look, yeah, if, if I have to Ooh. conclude, is, is hip hop dead for you? Um, No. 
Okay. Absolutely not. I feel like there are still some, you know, heavy hitters out there, you know, both old and new that are keeping hip hop alive. You know, you still got your commons, you still got your uh your Coles, your Kendricks, your J's, your Eminem's, you know, and your big crits, you know. I I recently just downloaded like a, a shitload of this like I just researched like top ten albums of the nineties. Mm, okay. You know, I Got some Outkast. I got some A Tribe Called Quest. Mm. I got some Wu Tang. Yeah. You know, I got some um, Method. Uh, Method. I mean, yeah, Method Man, Red Man. I got some Mob Deep. You know. Oh. You know, all stuff like that. You know, <laughs> and you know, of course, I got some Tupac. But um, like people like all those that I mentioned, I feel still will help keep hip hop alive. Mm-hmm. Even Kanye was crazy self, you know, he's Yes. You I know, feel very different, but you know. Yeah. He's working on himself. So we'll pray for him. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, well now that we've talked about the evolution, elevation and isolation faced within the hip hop community, yes. How will you use your artistry to either uplift mm-hmm. our people, um, or you know, continue to give back? Or just, you know, what 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 do you plan on doing? <laughs> well, um what I've been doing since I started is um I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for certain teachers, mm-hmm. you know, both at Detroit School of Arts, at Wayne State, and also at Go Lightly Career Technical Center. Without these teachers, I would not be where I am. So I feel like it's my job to pass the torch on to the the new schools, you know, to showcase them. Like, I'm a living, breathing, you know, testament of a struggling artist. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been, I've had door, many and many a door slammed in my face, you know, because my art is so different or because... I wanted to do something like this, but somebody felt like it was whack or it wasn't prevalent or something like that. And I made them eat their words. And I just want to showcase that you can make your own opportunities just by believing in yourself. You know, you may not have like a $1,500,000 camera. You may not have, you know, the, the latest Jordans or anything like that. But if you use, you know, this, you know, your mind, you can pretty much do anything. You know, knowledge is power for sure. You know, I'm most definitely um, research. I I read a lot. I, you know, go back to my old high school and I talk to the kids and basically showcase them like, hey, I might not have the Cardi's or I might not have, uh, you know, iced out, you know, all the way down to my kneecaps. But, you know, I'm still able to be respected in this industry because of what I've done. You know, not every opportunity is going to get you the big bucks. You know, sometimes you just got to just go on faith. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm trying to showcase, you know, in this. A lot of the people that have worked with me, you know, they didn't receive any payment, but they just felt and they believed in what I was trying to portray that, hey, I want to, I, I believe in this kid. I want to work with him. And, you know, nine times, I 10 out of 10, I haven't, not knock on wood, I've been, I've never really you know, had anybody regret working with me yet. And that's what I want to showcase is that, you know, no matter how old you are, no matter how young you are, you can make your own opportunity. Don't rely on anybody to make that happen. And, you know, you got to make your own, you know, open your own doors. You know, just because somebody tells you no, doesn't necessarily mean that the next person will. Mm -hmm. You know, That's very true. Well, 
Mr. Christian Roscoe <laughs> Davis. Thank you so much Absolutely. for Absolutely. coming on, you know, Hip Hopology and sharing your story with us. Thank um, you for having me. Like I said, I think it's really important that we continue to highlight um, greatness going on within the community, most importantly here in our hometown. I'm so passionate about the people here, uh, most importantly, again. Uh, my network of people that I went to high school with. I mean, we're, we're so talented. And a lot of kids, I don't think they realize that you can still go to a performing arts high school and come out with a career. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the arts, I mean, you need people to, you know, create film or, or do some type of film uh, photography. Absolutely. Um, you need choreographers. You need other creators for other things. So there are still jobs that you can create within the arts and um, it sucks because the first thing to go in the schools are the arts. Unfortunately, we're not yes. taking you know as seriously as any other um, STEM program. But mm-hmm. I mean, without the arts, you know, where would we be? To be honest, so absolutely. So yeah, so where can we find you on social media? Oh man, um, you can find me at uh, Roscoe the Artist on IG. That's R O S C O underscore the underscore artist. And you can find me on Facebook at R-O-S-C-O Davis. And yeah, you know, just look out for my upcoming projects and everything. Cool. Well, again, thank you all so much for tuning in to Hip Hopology. Um, do not hesitate to reach out to us. You can follow us on Instagram at Gmarie Media. Uh, you can also visit our website at www.gmariemedia.com. And to find the podcast, just click on the podcast tab. And we are the third podcast listed on the website. But you can also subscribe on iTunes to Hip Hopology. Um, it's kind of spelled out weirdly. It's H-I-P-H-O-P line <laughs> O-L-O-G-Y. Uh, but you can definitely, you know, find us on there. So again, I would like to thank you all so much for tuning in to Hip Hopology. It's been real. Uh can't wait to break bread with you all soon. Talk to you later. Bye. Today's episode is powered by G Marie Media LLC. For more information on today's podcast, visit our website at www.gmariemedia.com.